everybody, and welcome to another short episode of Draw Near. This week, we are finishing up our discussion on the Our Father, looking at the last two petitions, and lead us not into temptation, and but deliver us from evil. We will also be spending maybe a minute on the word amen. What does that word amen mean? And what does it mean in light of everything we've just talked about over the summer? And what does it mean in light of everything that's happening in the Our Father, and everything we just prayed when we prayed the Our Father. So before we get into that discussion, though, I wanted to share a little housekeeping items with you. Again, this is our last short format episode, and here on we'll be returning to our normal hour-long format. Kara will be coming back in the studio, which I'm really excited about. Don't quite have a timetable yet because it's all dependent on baby, and babies kind of have their own schedule. But in the meantime, I've arranged some guests to come on with me and kind of guest host, and I'm thrilled about the topics that we have planned. And we have some really fun stuff as well with them coming on. And how appropriate for the Draw Near discussion to continue. They are actually listeners. And I'm just absolutely excited to, to have them on with me, filling in for Kara during uh, the time with baby. And uh, yeah, continuing the Draw Near discussion, continuing the work. All right, enough advertising for future things. Let's dive into the topic at hand and lead us not into temptation. What's happening here in this? So it's important to note that this, this petition, and lead us not into temptation, is linked to what comes right before it. What do we pray right before this? Forgive us our trespasses. The reason they're linked is because ultimately, sin, our trespasses, are a result of doing just this, consenting to temptation. Giving in to temptation is what leads to our trespasses, is what leads us to sin. But here we're asking that the Lord would not lead us into temptation. Now, it's important to note that it's difficult to translate this petition well from the original language here. It means a couple things here. It means do not allow us to enter into temptation, but it also means do not let us give in to temptation. It's important to note here that God himself, he can't be tempted by evil, and he himself tempts no one. God does not tempt anyone, but his will is that we be set free from evil. In this petition, we are asking for God's help in the battle against our own fallen nature that is attracted to sin. Make no mistake, the Christian life, walking with Jesus, trying to grow in holiness, to live for what we're made for, it is a battle. Scripture makes this clear that it is to step out on the battlefield. Scripture over and over again refers to that battle against flesh and spirit. And this petition is imploring God's help in helping us to fight the battle. There is a battle. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about that particular topic because the very first four episodes of Draw Near were actually a series on spiritual warfare, and you can go back and listen to them if you'd like. I will link them in the show notes. But it's important to note here that it is a battle, and we're asking for God's strength in helping us to fight the battle. One of the most important aspects of this petition, and lead us not into temptation, highlights the role of the Holy Spirit in leading us and guiding us and strengthening us in the face of temptation. It's the Holy Spirit, ultimately, that helps us to discern in the midst of our trials, in the midst of our temptations, is this a trial which is necessary for our growth? Is this a trial that will help us to grow in goodness? Or is this a temptation that ultimately leads to sin and sin and death? Is this a temptation which ultimately leads to a path of death and destruction, leads me away from the Lord? We need help to discern that sometimes because these many things that come to us seem desirable and indeed may actually be good, but are they ultimately what the Lord wants for us? 
there actually is a certain value to temptation. There's a value in the sense that it helps us to reveal those things that we're attached to, those areas where we really need the Holy Spirit's help. We need growth. We need improvement. It helps us to see our faults, not in a in a way that we can get down on ourselves, but in a way that we recognize, Lord, I need your help. This is where I need your help. And knowing our faults also helps us to know where we need to guard ourselves, where we need to be on guard. And so that there is a value in temptations in that way, but also overcoming temptation in a way makes us stronger in a very real way, makes us stronger. When we resist temptation, we are strengthened in our inner man. We are conformed even more like Christ. We see Jesus Christ, we'll talk more about this in a minute. He himself overcame the temptations of Satan. How? By the word. We'll get there in a minute. But St. Augustine had this, this great saying. He said, someone who is not tempted is not tested. Someone who is not tested makes no progress. So just like strength training, if you will, the muscles have to be tempted to grow stronger, right? Temptation in a similar way is like that, if we approach it that way. And so we need the Holy Spirit to help us to discern what is happening here. Is this, yes, this looks good, this appears desirable, but it does giving into it lead to sin and death, or does resisting it make me stronger? I think it's important to note here, 1 Corinthians 10.13. I'm going to read it to you here. It says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your strength. But with the temptation will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And I think when temptations come our way, we can justify ourselves, kind of like Adam and Eve did. You know, the woman that you gave me made me do it. In other words, she made me do it. God, you made me do it. And then her response to blame the devil as if the temptation is too great. We couldn't resist it. We had to do it. And yet scripture says here that all temptations are common to man, yes, but God won't allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. No temptation will befall you beyond what you can actually overcome. And I love the promise here. With that temptation, he will also provide the way of escape. So every time you're tempted, the Lord provides a way out. You don't have to give in to that temptation. And in fact, that should give us some com- confidence and, and hope in the sense of in the face of temptation, we know that just by the very fact that we're being tempted, the Lord has provided a way out. So when we pray and lead us not into temptation, in a way we're saying, Lord, show me the way out. Help me to see the way out of consenting to this temptation. We also see this example in Jesus Christ, for we have not a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sinning. Greater is he that who lives in you than he that lives in the world. You have the Holy Spirit in you. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, and by his power, you can overcome that temptation. And we are praying that when we pray this, and lead us not into temptation. We are praying for the grace of vigilance and perseverance. We are, we are saying, Lord, teach me to trust in your assistance in the hour of trial. What it comes down to here is every human person is faced with temptation. As I mentioned earlier, the battle that we all face. 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9 tells us, Be sober, be watchful. Your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking 
someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experience of suffering is required of your brotherhood throughout the world. Every one of the saints have faced temptation. How they responded to that temptation is what made them saints. When they fall, they got up back up again. All of us face temptation. Even Jesus faced temptation, but he never sinned, as the scripture I quoted earlier reminded us. Unless temptations are acted on or we're willingly entertaining the thoughts of evil, there is no sin. When we pray, lead us not into temptation, we're asking God to give us the grace to dismiss the thoughts that might lead us to sin. Through prayer, the power of the Holy Spirit living within us, we are able, through grace and by grace, to say no to that temptation and yes to God. Catechism 2848, it says, Lead us not into temptation implies a decision of the heart. Quoting scripture, it then says, For where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. Those are the words of Jesus. No one can serve two masters. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. In this ascent to the Holy Spirit, the Father gives us strength. No testing has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your strength. But with the temptation will also provide, there it is again, the way of escape so that you may be able to endure it. Finally, on this lead us not into temptation, this petition unites us to Jesus who overcame temptation, how? By prayer. Many saints have told us, and I think really scripture makes this clear that without prayer, it is impossible to be saved. One thing, it's also impossible to overcome temptation. I think it was St. Teresa of Avila said that the man who doesn't pray needs no demon to carry him to hell. He carries himself there in his own hands. That is intense. But the reality is there that we need to be people of prayer in order to overcome temptation. Such a battle and such a victory become possible only through prayer. We see this in Jesus' example. It's through prayer and knowing the Word of God well and being able to interpret it rightly and discern what was happening, which is born of prayer. That's how he overcame the temptation of the evil one. And we're called to follow his example, to be like Christ, to let the mind of Christ be in us. That means we need to know the word of God and we need to be people of prayer. Finally, deliver us from evil. I'm not going to go real deep into this petition. I encourage you to check out our series on spiritual warfare. But here we're ultimately, we're acknowledging Christ's victory over Satan. Satan and God, they're not equals. The devil has been defeated by Christ's passion, death, resurrection, ascension. Satan has been defeated. Think of him as a junkyard dog on a very short leash. Ultimately, I've read the back of the book. The good news is we win. Is there still a battle? Yes. Are the, temp- are the temptations, the trials that come our way real? Yes. Does the devil still have influence in the world? Clearly. But ultimately, he is defeated. So in this petition, it brings all of the misery, all the struggle, all that we see wrong in the world. We, we bring it before God and we beg for his deliverance to f- be freed finally and fully from all the evil in the world. We pray for the strength and the grace to be victorious against our own battle against the evil one. We pray here that the human family would be freed from the works of the evil one. And we also ask for the gift of peace and grace for perseverance as we wait for the second coming of Christ, who will ultimately free us once and for all from the deceiver of this world. As children of God, living in his grace, we are protected from the evil one. We have to stay close to him, draw near to him, stay in the state of grace. 
Seek him out. Grow in relationship with him. And we have the promise of his protection. Scripture assures us that as great as Satan's power is in the world, God is always greater. The one who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. We have nothing to fear from Satan as long as we remain in God's grace. He's already defeated. Christ won the victory. Amen. What does that word mean? Well, it means so be it. It means just like Mary prayed, be it unto me according to thy word, O God. So when we pray amen at the end of this prayer, the end of any prayer, really, I suppose, but I want you to see it in light of this whole series of the Our Father and in light of everything that's happening in the Our Father. When we pray amen, what we're saying is, all those things I just prayed, Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Thank you for tuning in to Draw Near this week. Until next time.